Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host. Welcome back to another episode with Timmy Bauer. Timmy is the founder of Dinosaur House, which is a company that helps entrepreneurs to create children's books that help them grow their businesses. In the last episode, we discussed Timmy's career and why entrepreneurs should consider writing children's books. In today's episode, we're going to discuss why we should create a podcast. We will cover the following key takeaways. Number one, while podcasts can help us grow an audience, it also has so much more power as a relationship building tool. And number two, we can serve and build relationships with influencers to grow our reach and increase our credibility. Let's talk about your podcasting. You, you brought up the pur- purpose-driven entrepreneur just a minute ago. Um, you've actually created five different podcasts. Will you tell us a little bit about your podcast and then help explain to us why you created five different podcasts? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I used to work at a podcast production company called Sweetfish Media. My buddy James Carberry is the founder of that company. He's also one of my best friends. Like we met when he was just starting that company. And I I kind of like am super close to in the B2B world, the podcasting guy, James Carberry. Like it, it, in the B2B world, that's that's who knows how to do B2B podcasting. Um which has been really awesome just to be close to close to him. Um he has an approach that and I I'm I'm a full like believer in this. So essentially most people think about podcasting as just another another channel to grow audience. And it definitely is. But no matter what you do to grow audience, audience growth for the majority of people that grow audience, audience growth is very slow. And it doesn't matter if you're doing a podcast, a YouTube channel, TikTok, or whatever. Some channels are more viral than others. Like there's a lot of viral potential right now in TikTok. So if you're trying to grow audience, like investing there is really smart. Um, But everybody thinks about podcasting as just another channel to grow audience. And it is. But in my opinion, it has so much more power as a relationship building. It's the best networking tool on the planet, I think. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, James wrote a book called Content-Based Networking. And the idea behind it is the best way to take serendipity out of the equation of relationship building with the exact kind of people you want to be building a relationship with is to ask them to create content together. So like I've asked people that I have no business talking to, to do content with them. And have gotten yeses way more often than I've gotten noes, or at least I, maybe I just don't track the noes. But I mean, I, I could give so many examples of people that I just really, truly have no business talking to, but they'll say yes to being featured on a podcast. The reason it's a podcast is because I like to talk. And so it's just a really easy way to create content with somebody. But you, it could work with a blog. It could work with like, you know, doing video content together on different social platforms. There's a lot of different applications of the idea behind content-based networking. The easiest and most accessible accessible is a podcast. So for me in my entrepreneurial life, anytime there's a step in the entrepreneurial journey of making something successful that requires relationships, I just go, well, what's the podcast that they would say yes to being on? Okay. And then I just create that podcast. So like when I was a kid's book author, uh, it was really important that I got to know the event planners of Literacy Association events and uh, and the people that would let me come and speak at their school. 
Like th- those were two categories of people that was very powerful for me to build relationships with them because building relationships with them meant opportunities to come and speak. And so I made a podcast called The Literacy Advocate that like you ask a literacy event coordinator, hey, would you like to be a guest on my show, The Literacy Advocate? They're going to say yes, because you're essentially calling them a literacy advocate. So I made a show that's not branded about me at all. It's branded about what would you like to be known as? And then I asked that person to be a guest on the show. We record some awesome content together. Unfortunately, because I'm not super focused on audience growth, not a lot of people listen to that content. Um, But it gives me some really good uh, foundational stuff to start building a relationship off of. And I've spoken at so many things that I would have never been able to speak at because I use the podcast to build relationships with the people that have the keys to those stages. And I've done that in every, so with, with purpose-driven entrepreneur, my customers are purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Also the people that can answer questions because they're my customers, they're also the people that can answer questions whenever I'm trying to develop a product. So right now I'm trying to develop a product that just helps people market the book they've already made. So, you know, I talk to a lot of people and pitch the idea of doing a kid's book companion to their business book. Well, they just spent tens of thousands of dollars making the their book for adults. So they're kind of weary on the idea of spending thousands of dollars on making another book. So like, I mean, my uh, yes rate for like customers for like get podcast guests that have turned into customers is pretty high. Right now, I think it's like one in seven. Uh, but still, um, for the other folks, the typical the typical reason for no is they just invested a bunch of money making a book. They're not going to do that right now again. They need to market the book they've just made. So so purpose-driven entrepreneur has been really great just as from a product development standpoint, like, okay, what would it look like for the existing team of dinosaur house to just help you market your existing book? Um, and, uh, that doesn't work from the standpoint of like, you know, people say that you should stick to like, just do one thing really well. Um, so I don't know that there's plenty of entrepreneurs that would tell me that it's a bad idea for me to try to launch this other product. But I just, I know it's going to be so easy to sell because I've had 125 conversations with my ICP. So, so, so <laughs> I'm getting away from the question. Um, it's also important for me to know writers because they're the people that I hire. So I started a show called Writing Better where I just interview writers. Um, and then I had a failed show called The Up and Coming Illustrator because it's super valuable for me to meet truly up and coming illustrators, like people that have not been discovered, but they're talented. Like, oh, oh my goodness, those, uh, my entire team is made out of those people because I can't afford to pay them very much, but I can afford to pay them better than what they're currently making, which is probably an hourly job and they're doing as much art on the side as they can. Um, and so I started a show called Up and Coming Illustrator. The problem was illustrators, generally speaking, these illustrators, the ones that I hire, Typically, English is not their first language, and they're fairly introverted. So I got a lot of no's on this podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been a killer way of uh, meeting the people that I'm trying to hire. I love it. So you basically find the target audiences of people that you're trying to establish and nurture relationships with, and you create podcasts around those. And I want the podcast to be branded after them, both from a – like if you're a writer – you want to be a guest on Writing Better and you also want to listen to Writing Better because Writing Better is full of other writers sharing. Like the 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 key question on the Writing Better podcast was, 
one of the key questions was like, what's a framework that you have either discovered or developed that has completely changed the way that you write? Um, and so I've got one, most writers that you talk to that do a lot of writing, they have an answer to that question. And uh, it's very helpful as a writer to, to hear that kind of advice. But also if you're a writer, you'd love to be a guest on that show and share that kind of advice. So, um, yeah, so it's stuff like that, figuring out like, what are the, what are the questions that make this a valuable show so that it's not just a bait and switch attempt at building relationships. So a little bit earlier, we talked about tectonic shifts and, and you shared what you felt was one of your top tectonic shifts today. Um, do you want to say anything else about that? Yeah. Um, well, it's content-based networking and, um, and I didn't come up with it. My buddy James came up with it when he started a podcast for church planters and found out that um, every single church planter ever that he asked to be a guest on the show said yes. And he was like, oh, people just say yes to being a guest on a podcast. Like you, you do cold email outreach, you're going to get like a 5% response rate if you're lucky. But you get it. He got an 80% uh, response rate on his outreach to be a guest on the podcast. So he just discovered like, oh, it's, this is a very easy way to build relationships or not. It's not an easy way to build relationships. That's actually the wrong way to say it. It's a very easy way to start a relationship that you could then build. It takes a lot to build a relationship. And I actually am not that good at it. Um, but it, Building relationships is very hard, but this is a very easy end to starting a relationship with the types of people that you want to know. Uh, we talked about tectonic shifts earlier, and one of the biggest tectonic shifts that I've seen is credibility marketing, and I'm working on a book on this topic. Are there any examples or stories or secrets about credibility marketing that you could share with us? So uh, one thing is figure out how you can serve influencers, uh, either like for free or just so that it's a no-brainer for them so that you can have in so that you can really start building relationships with influencers and start building up a lot of goodwill with them. Um so there's an influencer named Melissa Hughes who uh has 200,000 uh uh she she's a mom TikToker with 200,000 uh followers and gets really high engagement all from parents. Um, and I, I hit her up randomly on TikTok and I was like, she posted this post that went viral and the script of it sounded like it would make a great kid's book. So I just hit her up and I was like, Hey, would you like to become a kid's book author? And, um, she said, Oh my gosh, yes. Like, let's talk about this. And I was, this was not a sales pitch. I was like, I, I know that, I know that it'd be really valuable for me to just serve this person and. And like, I told her, I was like, I don't know exactly what I'm trying to get out of this other than um, you're a fellow Christian uh, who has massive influence. Uh, I want to have massive influence and I don't know how to get it. Um, and I want, I want dinosaur house books to be all over the place. Like I want, I want dinosaur house books in homes. Um, and she loved that. And uh, we started working on a book together. Well, she did a post about Lucas, the dinosaur. And then I did a reaction post to that and it went uh, like mini viral it got like 90,000 views, sold sold 400 books in like four days and jumped Lucas to number one bestseller uh, on Amazon. And um, I like I that was all because of of her. Like I can't you know, like I can't take any credit for that. So but 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 I could certainly try to repeat that. 
like I, I can definitely start just going every influencer that I that I can that I have bandwidth to serve, try to serve them in such a way where the the payoff for me is just in like intangible um they're going to have really positive things to say about dinosaur house and i'm i'm going to ask them to say them cuz they've got massive influence so yeah so that's that's one plan for me about how i plan to do credibility marketing is to serve the people that have reach and influence yeah exactly serve serve them and really truly like um i if i come up with a way where dinosaur house will make money off of books that i produce for influencers it'll be some sort of rev share that's like really sweet for them and just gives small kickbacks to us but i'm almost hesitant to even do that because the i've just found that when there aren't terms on it it's been better uh when it's when when i'm truly like making friends with someone that has hundreds of thousands of followers um and they can really just see my heart is like to serve them um they will come up with their own ideas for what they would like to do for me i love that that's a great analogy for lots of business relationships and lots of relationships in our life it was we we should be giving every day to the people we want to build relationships with with no expectation of anything in return and and that's probably the recipe for for building true relationships that matter it's not a contract that says i do this for you you do this for me but it's it's giving without it not even without asking for anything in return but it's giving without even expecting anything in return and then step back and and see what happens and i think we in most cases receive or in many cases receive much more in return than we would ever even contract and so I, I can't even take credit for that either, because I think I think also like and then here I'm just like speaking as a believer to fellow Christians. So like um, I think it can be difficult to go, well, when do I give and when do I ask? And, you know, when do I try to make a sale versus when do I uh, try to just do something that will pay off in some way that I'm not going to try to anticipate? And for me, it's been I just try to listen to the Holy Spirit. So when I was scrolling TikTok one day, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to just ask this girl, would you like to become a kid's book author and offer it to her for free? And, and, and so I just went with it because that's what I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling, was moving me to do. So, um, so yeah, super impractical advice to anyone that's not a Christian. Uh, if you're a Christian and an entrepreneur, my advice is really invite the Holy Spirit to speak into the decisions that you make. Thank you so much, Timmy, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Timmy, you can find him on LinkedIn, you can find his books on Amazon, or you can check out his podcast. And there's links to each of these websites on the blog post for this episode on our website. You can also get a free copy of my ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success in building your podcast. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.